on this week's episode of, well, my family's perfect. Does she fall in love with Zeke? No, what? no, no. Some new random guy. He's like a... Oh, the guy that bakes. No. Oh, yeah, it's not Zeke. No, no, no. We do love a baker, though. Um, <laughs> it is some <laughs> random other Disney Channel guy. Is it Austin Butler? I think it is Austin Butler. When there's family trauma to detect, unprofessional therapists must inspect. One thing on which we can connect the universal truth no family's perfect. Well, my family's perfect. With Emily and Jordan. Good morrow, cousins, and welcome to Well, My Family's Perfect. perfect. I'm Emily Jones. I'm Jordan Quizno. And we are here on a beautiful Sunday morning in Los Angeles. Beautiful Sunday morning. Oh, it is. It's getting warm. Uh, it's like, <laughs> what? What? I wish. No, I just think I'm just like, uh, as opposed to all the other shitty. Well, like, okay. So in the days. morning, like Sunday mornings, yeah, you do. That's the only like seasons we have, right? So it's like. Sometimes in June, you have the June gloom, you have the marine layer that's in, so it's, like, more breezy and Ooh. overcast, whereas, like, this morning when I went out, it was, like, full sun exposure from probably 7 a.m. on. So that's, like, the difference. But, you know, sometimes you want the, like, Maroon 5 Sunday. Sunday, Sunday morning, morning, rain is rain falling. Rain is falling. We don't, we don't get that here. No, we don't, but, boy, when we do, it's a treat. Yes, and we don't have snow. And for that, we are grateful. Uh, for sure. I love a rain day out here. Mm. Oh, I love like a rain week. I love a rain. Well, the, like, the best cue part. Cue the Nora Jones. <laughs> cue the fields. Cue the blankets. Uh, the That's best part. Name, right? Nora Jones? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. The best part. <laughs> my cousin. Well, for some Imagine reason, if I was like, yeah, my cousin Well, for Nora. some reason, <laughs> literally saying Jones in front of you, I was like. Is, is that actually her name, or am I just fucking up because that's your last you know name? You what's weird? Like, in improv class and stuff, when people have to come up with names for characters, mm-hmm. a lot of people will say, like, Smith or Jones for a last name, and yeah. no one realizes yet that that's my name. Oh, interesting. we just go by each other's first names. Like, there's yeah. not, like, a paper where we see all of our last names, you know? Interesting. But everyone always goes for Jones, and I'm like, this is a little odd, but, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But I'm proud of it, baby. Yeah, amen, amen. Keeping up with the Joneses. That's right. That's you. I'm we're never, go- I'm never changing it. We're all trying to keep up on never changing it. I don't think so. Okay, I'll cool. say it right here. I was gonna say no, <laughs> no hyphen here, no nothing. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't. I I like my last name. Yeah. I want to keep it. Yeah, there's not enough Joneses. We need to. You're right. <laughs> you gotta keep my people proud. No, but you're, your people. But you also were known. Weren't you known in high school like last name? What's like Jones? Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is fun. I had a lot of nicknames. M yeah. Dog. Mm. That doesn't have anything to do with Jones, but you know. No, but it has something that to was, do with Emily. That was a fun <laughs> one when the, the middle school boys started calling me M Dog as a term of endearment. M Dog. I mean, that's kind of fun. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Or, oh my God. Were you known more by name? a first name or a last name growing up? Uh, Like in class? Just in, yeah, and yeah. Well, if we're with my whole family, I feel like my dad is Jonesy, right? Oh, okay. But oh. then, but then if it's like me, some of the, I, a lot of guys would always, or my, Neilan calls me Jones. Mm. That's because we have the same person. That's name. true. That's what I've heard her call you Jones yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, if you're asking, you know, what was I known by, mine was definitely, it, it was split. I mean, I was Jordan to like my close friends and close group. But Quizno was very. That was an, That was definitely. It's another good last name. Definitely most popular among others. Quizno, yeah. Quizzy. There were. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. You know, we There's like history it. with it with the Quizno subs. Absolutely. Well, there absolutely is with the Quizno subs. It was originally Kuzno, if you could believe it. <laughs> Sounds like Cusco. Yeah. Cuscotopia. Cuscotopia, baby. Cusnotopia. Cusco. That's it, baby. Ugh, what a movie. What a I, film. I'm due for a rewatch soon. What a film. I haven't seen it in so long. Ooh. That was a classic um, snow day watch for oh, us yeah. in college. It was a, a thing we could all agree on. Absolutely. You know? Well, animated movies in general, I feel like on a snow day, was something we could all agree upon. That's always going to be nostalgic for me because after yeah. not living in snow anymore, I'm like, yeah. oh, that time of my life. It's a snow day. 100%. So beautiful. Absolutely. But if it lasted too long, well, then we were in trouble. What, if the snow day lasted too long? Or Maybe just if like... it became snow days. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's true. But you don't really get those in college. I think that was like something for us when we moved off campus going from like, oh, they'll clean off the sidewalks and the stairs and all that to like moving off campus. And it's like, oh, shit. We have a full ass driveway with six cars. A one lane driveway. A one lane driveway (laughs) with six vehicles in it that we have to clean out. (laughs) Jesus. Take me back. We have like two shovels and the rest are just brushes. For like a foot of snow on the roof. Brush will do a lot of good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what a perfect family we were. Yes. Six of us. Amen. Amen. Three Californians. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate snow shovelers. Oh my God. What Dalton's a- pretty strong. Absolutely. No, he was great. He was like all in. All yeah. in. And I will say, I remember... Didn't you make hot chocolate once? Like, Yeah, truly? I did everything to get out. That... It, it wasn't even that I did everything to get out of it. No. I think at some point everyone realized, like, Emily's not that useful with this. So maybe Emily makes food or hot chocolate. Yeah, but it was incredible because <laughs> that role was imperative to well... have, like, a warm beverage to walk into. And I remember specifically, we had that big water pot. Like, it would be a corn pot. Oh, yeah, and I would have to keep refilling it. And you would it. boil the water. The water. And we would try to, like, get the ice melted, even though we were just pouring ice or pouring water onto a frozen driveway. That's when I was, like, the daintiest of ladies. You know, I was like, oh, I can't help. Uh, I'll bring the water pot. <laughs> She's no I longer that dainty. She's no longer that dainty lady. Give well, her now, a shovel and now let I'm that, the man of the house. Let that broad go wild, huh? <laughs> God, incredible. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of perfect families, let's get into it. Perfect yeah. families out of the world. Yeah. We're going to have to have our guest sing that later when he comes on. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't Best wait. singer I know. Absolutely. 100%. 110%. Uh, I want to speak about someone that our guest will will actually have maybe a lot to say about. Ooh, okay. I want to speak about the Rinna Hamlin family. Okay. On the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Lisa Rinna, Harry Hamlin, and their daughters, uh, Delilah and Amelia. Okay. Um, and I want to shout them out because, as shout we all out. know, I love The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I'm now caught up, finally. Incredible. But um, two things, two okay. things happening. One, Lisa Rinna's mother, Lois, became quite a character on the Lois. series. Lois. Lois. <laughs> Al-Pada. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, <laughs> you. And she... Well, obviously, it's, like, recorded a few months back. So this was Mm. from November. She passed in November. Oh, R.I.P. 93. What a life. I know. She was such a personality on the show, and Mm -hmm. everyone loved her, and they always made a big deal when she came and visited. Got it. Um, So I wanted to shout out their family and that episode aired this week and and how everyone had a lot of feelings about lois everyone was she had a lot of fans people were very connected to her i love that and she made she made the the lisa rinna family seem a little more grounded i would say yes because they're a hoot is there a lot happening in that home oh yes well they're all famous the kids are famous they're models how old are the kids at this point in life uh in their 20s oh are they like a like like Jenner's 20 and age? 24 or something i got you are they in the like jenner Gigi hadid like are they in that mm, circle of yes people, i would no? i would say they okay. have been modeling since they were teenagers oh so yeah they're all in the same circle. and now like lisa rinna has a lip line and her daughter just did a campaign for wasn't, that wasn't the hadid's mom wasn't she on that show at some point correct yolanda there it is yolanda okay. hadid foster which is now yolanda hadid because david foster divorced her okay drama <clears throat> drama yes they're all involved okay. so they're all involved wonderful yeah and they all have reality shows they were all a part of it fascinating well keep the keep the money flowing amen who's hey, your perfect amen. family Oh my gosh, my perfect family, because I I don't know if the cousins out there have seen this movie yet, but I saw it, I don't know, at this point, a week, two weeks ago, I don't know, but I'm still thinking about Top Gun Maverick and how good it is, Ooh. and my perfect family is that that cast, because I have just fallen down a rabbit hole of watching all the shit they had to do together, the and romance. all... Well, all the training that they had to go through together and how, like, how wild that actually is. Like, they all trained, they all did pilot training. They all did, like, they had to go through full naval 
training to go up in the jets Gotta and make like it look real and like they had to follow all the protocols so like in the navy you have to do all of this like if you eject and you're in water you have to be able to get out underwater and they did all the training for that and like that's just i can only imagine that that brings a cast which already a cast usually becomes like a close-knit group especially I feel like a movie is similar to like a musical or a, you know, play that we Especially had done. Especially if it's an ensemble. Exactly. Kinda... Yeah. And you like come together for a certain amount of time and then you leave. So yeah. there's always going to be that special, you know, however, six months, however long you're in that process and then you leave. And it's wild too, to see them doing press about it now because it was supposed to come out in 2020. So they were cast in 2018 and now four years later, waiting on it. they're doing press for this movie. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, it's There's incredible. nothing better than a cast. Yeah. The bonds, you know. Yeah. Like a really tight-knit group. Mm-hmm. Some might call that friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's that, well, it's that idea that, like, you come together for a certain amount of time and you're not going to all be together ever again. There's something, like, very oh, exciting. God what no it's sad it's sad it's not that it's thrilling like that's super exciting because you know like in that group you're like we have x amount of time together and you get really close really fast and you do things together that you're not going to do with anybody else yeah and then you get to have this special like moment in your life that you get to carry with you forever and for them it's fully documented a hundred percent a hundred percent at least the press tour is documented but like i gotta see the movie oh my gosh have you seen the original I bet I have. I bet it's a no. No, that's an LA answer for no. (laughs) I bet I have because I bet it has been on in my house so many times that I've seen parts of the movie. Sure, sure, sure. That that I believe. I 100% have seen parts of that movie. Yeah. Maybe not like sat down and been like, I'm ready to watch it. Because my dad does that. He does this really annoying thing Mm -hmm. where he puts on the middle of a movie that no one wants to watch at like 3 p.m. on a Sunday and and makes and it's usually a violent movie. It's usually something that's like just throws on Gladiator. Yes, often (laughs) Gladiator. And I'm like, maybe we don't. Maybe this isn't the vibe today. But he doesn't care. He's king of the TV. He's king of the control. Oh, God. (laughs) That dang remote. Oh, my God. The remote is so it has been used so much that yeah. it is like glazed over Ooh, like the buttons are uh you know what is that called the like ink on the buttons is like oh, worn like off it's worn off yes oh wow that's kind of like using a keyboard that's unmarked mm-hmm. that's impressive that's impressive for you oh dad. he well you know he parks it and he uh oh, he's wow, there that's all day. incredible good for him for having it all on one remote because oh it's not Okay, I was going to say, because uh, our setup here is not one remote. That's okay. Maybe yeah. one day. Maybe one day. You can aspire to that. Uh. Um, shall we move into our childhood memories? The childhood memories. The childhood memories. Well, I, I am brought, I saw an interview with okay. Sharpay and Ryan from oh. High School Musical. Fun. Like recent? Recent. Okay. And... Yeah, I don't know what they were doing it for. It was like a random clip on Instagram. Mm. But Sharpay goes, well... Sharpay, I love that we're using her character yes. name still. Uh, well, Ashley Tisdale goes, Tisdale. well, let's be honest. We really didn't like each other that much. And they both crack up. <laughs> like that they weren't that close, the two of them. Okay. Uh, and they play siblings yeah. in the movies, Yeah, yeah, right? but they play siblings that don't like each other. And they, I guess, I don't know if it wasn't they didn't like each other. They both were just like, we just didn't ever really hit it off. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, could have fooled me. Well, I guess their relationship was like. Well, that's what I'm saying. They played like siblings that didn't like each other. Yeah. I mean, they always liked each other at the end because it was a Disney movie. But like the whole movie, they're like, ugh, about each other. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, and he goes to Juilliard. She doesn't. She stays back in Arizona. Oh my god. Which gosh. I was like, justice for Sharpay. She worked harder than everyone else. Okay. Yeah. And she she got stuck in Arizona, being like, "And I'm gonna assistant teach as a freshman in high school." It's like, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. She ran that theater program and then lost. It. She wasn't the villain, which we've now learned that Charpe well, was not the villain. Yeah. No, because imagine if you were in that theater program and somebody came and it was your program that you were like oh this is my thing and then some other rando came in some pretty little yeah and little stole thing stole your part came in you would act like sharp eh? i would absolutely i would rally hmm. the school absolutely rally the crew but i you know this is high school musical was very formative for me for sure that that was that was my beginning of of culture yeah 
that was the peak. The peak. First musical I ever did. First thing I was oh, ever. fun. I never did the stage yeah. show. First thing I was ever obsessed with mm. was High School Musical. Fun. Like from that point on, that, that's when I wanted like style too. Like I wanted the sparkly bags that they had in oh, the movie. Oh yeah, I wanted, with the like hats and Yeah, I wanted scarves. the headbands. I wanted like. A pink locker. Oh, I wanted a pink locker. I yeah. never got one. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But like that, that for me started it all. Yeah. So that. I mean, talk about formative. That was formative. That was formative for In me. In the movies, I never saw, like, the movies that she did after that. She got, like, a spinoff, didn't she? Ashley Tisdale? Yeah, like, didn't Sharpay get a spinoff after High School Musical? Well, our, our hot producer Spencer and our guests are nodding their heads. I never saw it, but Spencer, what was it called? It was called Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, and it was <laughs> very good. It's when she goes to New York to be in a Broadway show randomly, and it's... And so she, she falls does in get love. her. So she does leave moment. Arizona. She does get Who her does she, moment. Does she fall in love with Zeke? No, what? no, no. Some new random guy. He's like a. Oh, the guy that bakes. No. Oh, yeah, it's not Zeke. No, no, no. We do love a baker, though. Um, <laughs> it is some <laughs> random other Disney Channel guy. Is it Austin Butler? I think it is Austin no Butler. Way. Yes. No way. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, bravo. No way. This man. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Austin gosh. Butler. There you go. Oh my god. He is finding his way into our lives constantly. That's amazing. Oh I'm happy my for her. Gosh. Wow. What wow. A, what formative childhood memory are you haunted by? This <laughs> wow. Week? Wow. That that threw me for a loop. Um this week, well, I mean, in the theme of Top Gun Maverick as well, as well as us planning different, the rest of the back half of the year of travel and flying. It took me back to when I used to fly with my family um, as a kid. Mm. And a lot of times like we would, <clears throat> we would go to New York for Thanksgiving. And um, I always, I always had like, my mother had to buy these things called earplanes. I don't know if you ever had these. No. They're like these little things that go literally in your ears and they're supposed to help with like when you take off and land and the changing altitude and like the pressure okay. in your ears and your head because it would continue to pop i used to get so much pain in my ears and in my head like taking off and landing it was like it was really really rough like there were times your whole family or just you just me just me i mean my mom would wear them too but because my dad traveled all the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, he, pfft, there was nothing. But, like, my mom would wear them. But I feel like, I don't know if she actually needed them or if she was just wearing them for, to be like, oh, look, it's okay. Like, I wear I them too. too. Because I was young at this point. I was really young. Like, we're talking, this was back in the day when we saw, you know, Bernadette Peters and Annie Get Your Gun. <gasps> like, back when I got my first Yankees t-shirt in the summer of 2000. Like, this sure. was way back. Um, but it's so funny to think now, like that just went away. Well, no, what else went away? Your sleep sack. <laughs> your travel, your travel necessities have evolved. You might say now you have headphones. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I do wear, I do wear headphones. Yes. Um, and I do, yeah, I do, I prefer an over ear headphone. I don't even, there is nothing in my ear anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the pain just, just sorry, yes, the sleep sack. Oh I love when I can throw you. <laughs> wow, that really just took a big left turn. Um, so yeah, I mean that's 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 a memory as well. But honestly, I'm trying to think of what I think as a kid, I didn't have a sleep sack as a kid. So I'm wondering what happened. Like, did I, was there a sheet? Did my mom pack you started to fear sheet. you feared no i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have beds. to i'm gonna have to ask my my mother because i honestly don't know i'm like what did i do as a kid because i don't think yeah no we didn't really sleep in i'll put a picture of a sleep sack so the, the cousins know what it is yeah i mean i can tell you what it is it's a sleeping bag that's just a sheet so it's meant to like go in between the sheets of a bed um but when you roll around doesn't that get a little no a little have tight. you ever have you ever slept in a sleeping bag Yes. Okay, so it feels like that. But then you get hot. No, because it's like a sheet. It's literally the thickness of a sheet. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of times you can get cold because it's not always as warm enough. <laughs> and when? And when did you retire the sleep sack? Um, when I stopped. When I was taking like carry-ons instead of checking a bag because I didn't want to pay to check a bag Ooh. and I didn't have space in a carry-on. Do you think you'll bring one with you to your next trip to Europe? 
Um, no, I don't think I'll, like, I haven't taken one for, for a while. Honestly. All right. All yeah. right. Well, maybe, maybe for your birthday, I'll get you another one. Yeah. I already have one. Uh, <laughs> I still have it. Podcasts are a visual medium. medium of the podcast. <laughs> oh, woof. bring out the sleep sack. Woof. Yeah. Um, should we, we do have a new segment we want to introduce this week. Yeah. Um, you want him to rant about sleep sex? We want him to rant about whatever the hell is on his mind. <laughs> we're, that's right. We're bringing in hot producer Spencer for yeah, a new are. segment we like to call Spencer's Rants. Yes. Spencer, come on in. That's it. Come on in, Spence. Hello, everybody. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I, on Instagram, like to rant about things. And it's usually something really weird or very niche I love One niche might say rant. trivial at times. Because I don't think I'm an angry person <laughs> by any means, but I am passionate. Very passionate. You'll, you like to get mm. heated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah usually yeah. there's tears in the oh, eyes. Oh, they're incredible. They're there's incredible. Usually, <laughs> there's a lot that happens with them. The performances <laughs> are peak in and these rants. I like to say, well, I wish I could say, I guess, that they are just natural, but I do rehearse them a little. <laughs> yeah now just the truth comes out just because i want them to be articulate you know i can't think sure thank you thank you yes um so yeah they range you know in a lot of things there's a lot of things that the rants are about but today i really think we need to discuss the mfa <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the mfa so the masters in fine arts yes i just think everyone needs to reconsider if they decide that they want to get an MFA in acting. <laughs> Tell us why. Because I am now, I have a BFA in acting. Okay. Great. It was a great decision. I met you. Incredible. Lovely folks. But then I also have a business degree, a master's in business. Oh, the, MBA, the more important of the not two. the MFA. Yeah. I have an MBA. And I just think that I learned a lot about the fact that education should be actually like tangible you should learn something that you can hold in your hand and the bfa didn't give us any of that shit it's all in our hearts and our minds our souls that was what the bfa was about but i think everyone should also get some education that is about more than that so if you're gonna go to a university and pay 150 more thousands of dollars <laughs> you should have something you can hold because when I went to job interviews with my BFA, oh no, people were laughing me out of there. And there's nothing wrong with a BFA. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with the you know arts what you degree. can do. You you can start a podcast with a BFA. You can, in fact, and people love that. And there's nothing oh wrong gosh. with an arts degree. I think everyone should have that. But also, I think everybody should have an arts degree. Everyone should. <laughs> don't you? But don't you dare get to. No. Because you need a balance in your life. Life is about balance. And sure. I just think you should think about that before you decide to get a master's in fine arts. Thank you and good night. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Spencer. That Thank was you, really Spencer. helpful. So what we've learned from Spencer today is you can hold an MBA. That math, you can hold that shit in an interview. Oh, but an Damn MFA, it. you forget nope. about it. You can hold that shit <laughs> in an interview. But an MBA, you can take right to the bank. And, a, and an MFA, <laughs> you have to, like, think about taking it to the bank. And, like, you have to, oh, like, write a play about taking it to the bank first before you can actually cash in. <laughs> you know what I mean? On this podcast, we're anti-MFA. Oh, we're, my God. You might not be, but Spence is. We're taking a political stand. Oh I'm going to say the rants were always PC. PC. They, don't, they don't need to be, damn it. If we offend a large group with this, then, well. Yeah. How many people who think it's over for this us. podcast have an MFA? Probably a few. Maybe. Maybe a few. Maybe. If you have a problem with my <laughs> thoughts, please call me. Give me a, give me a chat. DM, I would DM love to him discuss. and he will rant about your conversation. Uh -huh. Thank you so much, Spencer. Good night. <laughs> I think this is a perfect time to oh introduce our guest. Oh, who also transitioned from the arts. And we have getting... had, we've had so many people in our lives recently that are like, yeah, I transitioned out of the arts and it was the best thing I ever did in my life. Oh. I wouldn't go back again <laughs> if I tried. And then there's you and I sitting there being like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, we got to bring him on. Our, you know, our guest is someone 
who actually volunteered to come on the podcast day one. I mean, he came in ready. He grew up in Calco, Maryland, and he managed to make the phrase, God bless y'all real good, part of both of our vocabularies. He's a professional bowler who can act the hell out of any dramatic Shakespeare monologue, which is how he's convinced everyone in the corporate world to respect him, actually. Uh, he is the voice of an angel and possesses the ability to rally even the most introverted of people. He currently resides in Brooklyn, New York, and be, can be seen with a white claw in hand for the next three-ish months. His parents listen to the podcast, so you know we had to have him on. Please welcome to the podcast... Billy Saunders! God bless y'all real good. Uh, what Woo! an intro. Oh, what an intro. Well How done, How are we Emily. today, friends? I'm so excited to be here. We finally made it happen. Oh, he's here. It has been a work in progress, <laughs> but if there's one thing we are, it's resilient, damn it. That's, That's it. That's right. That's it, damn it. We have a beautiful, uh, full disclosure. We tried to record mm -hmm. with Billy before, and <laughs> the tech issues have been aplenty. Oh my gosh, but what a time that was. We took a trip with Billy to the local bodega. <laughs> we, were, we were fully FaceTiming the entire way. Oh my gosh, which was a cinematic masterpiece. Yes. Because <laughs> the way that the Wi-Fi kind of broke up as he left his apartment and we got to see the neons of the bodega, it was incredible. You might call it a rom-com. You could. A summer night. <laughs> Him in, in the bodega. East Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Reveal. Uh, Billy reveal and the bodega man. Are. Billy, how the hell are you? Are you excited to be here? I'm so thrilled. Um, I also was getting so nostalgic with you all talking about, like, uh, college and living together in snow days. Um, so uh, this is a, a treat for me. And you, and you all know that nostalgia is my favorite emotion, so... 100 percent 100 yeah. billy would always pick what were your a tarzan was always the animated classic that billy would pick and then what was the one what was the other um like the water one uh atlantis atlantis one. that's it oh i love atlantis. atlantis yeah there it is that i love that one too my grandparents had that movie oh They're really the only one that had it so i would always watch it when i go went over mm. there although now but i regret now yeah, that one i now I regret never uh, suggesting Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. I think that would have been a, a perfect pick for us. Well, you know I have to watch it now. Was it a series or was it a movie? No, it was a movie. <gasps> a movie. I, I never saw it. I, we're going to have to watch oh it. Oh, my God. And we're going to we're gonna watch it strictly for Austin Butler. I will say Sharpay was the first person that I had a crush on. Um, and now in hindsight, I think that it wasn't because I had a crush on her and I just wanted to be her. But uh, <laughs> that, that, I think that was probably my gay awakening um, was Ashley Tisdale and Sharpay Evans. It makes a lot of sense. She owned yeah. it. She didn't seem too out of reach. You know, you were like, I could be that. Yeah. Yes. And she was unapologetic. She never changed. No. <laughs> never changed throughout the three movies that I've seen her in. She just, like, I, she never changed. She just, like, tolerated the new people around her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she end. didn't bend to them in any way. Never. Never. The costumes, the third movie. Ah! Oh, the third the, movie where they got some money? Ugh. The OG definition of a girl boss, Sharpay Evans. You're right. She should have written the book. That dual locker in the third movie, she opens that thing and it's two fucking lockers. <laughs> Feathers. For her assistant. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Well, Billy, let's dive right in. Yeah. Okay? Speaking of, you know, ch childhood icons, um, break it down for us. Let us know who is in your core family. Yes. And where you're from. And uh, we want to know, like, your role within the family. So give us the lowdown. All right, let's get dirty. Um, so I <laughs> am from uh, from Calvert County, Maryland, um, as you so uh, gracefully introduced me, uh, which is a small <laughs> town in Southern Maryland, right off the Chesapeake Bay. Um, I have two parents um, and two step parents that I grew up with my whole life. Uh, so I've always had four sets of parents and I've never known any different, which has uh, definitely been a blessing um, in a lot of ways. Um, and I have a half brother who is nine years younger than me. So I know we talk about age differences on this pod mm -hmm. quite a bit and can definitely yep. relate to that. And then I have a stepbrother who is, I think like four or five years older than me, but I only saw him in the summers because that's when he would come down and live with his stepdad. Um, so not a super close relationship, but that is the immediate family. Four parents, half brother, step. And what, yeah. um, what kind of role would you say that 
you take on mm-hmm. in your family today. how do you function within the yeah. fam yeah i would say that like all four of my parents are very very different people and so growing up between two houses i definitely had to like acclimate to um a new role every time that i entered a new house i think i had mm. a lot of freedom in that way but it also like made me really pick up nuances and communication styles and like what made people tick and what didn't make people tick and if i could make somebody tick i could run to the other house and sort of avoid it but i think what that did is it made me really learn how to like nudge and pivot conversations in our house in the right way i think one particularly my family my dad and my stepmom who uh, i grew up in like majority custody of we're a very um aggressive family meaning that like we don't shy away from confrontation my stepmom is a true aries so shout out Woo! emily the two of you <laughs> have out. that in common um and jennifer is fiery she runs a tight ship like you follow her rules you play her game um and if you play it well everyone's happy and i have learned that i'm the only one who understands her language at this point um and so i a lot of the times i don't mediate conversations but i'm like everyone like let's just shift how we're speaking to each other because we are like not communicating right now and so yeah that's a little bit about sort of my role 100 percent. love that what what age you said your entire life so you were from like as far back as you can remember you were going between between homes and kind of morphing into these different was it like different versions of you or you just like emphasize different parts of your personality to kind of mold to the different environments? Yeah, I think they my my mom and my stepmom have very different parenting styles. I will also say that like I was an accidental child. Like my mom and my dad like were just having some fun in their early 20s. My mom got pregnant and my dad's mother is um, super religious and so sort of when my mom got pregnant it was a very clear all right well you're going to get married now you're going to raise this kid everyone sort of got on board with it and then you know uh accidental babies don't there's that's not the true foundation true true love love. yeah (laughs) yeah so uh that that fell apart but i was at my parents wedding so i was born um i was like at my mom and dad's wedding it lasted for i guess less than a year um and they immediately found their partners and so it's Hmm. just been four parents from like from the beginning of memories Mm. yeah i mean that's very that's all you know right Yeah. yeah so it's like for you that that is your normal yeah and many pros in like i'm thinking oh that there are pros and cons right of that situation because sure you do get to like if you are having some trouble with one parent you're like well that's fine because i'm gonna go hang out with the other two parents and i don't have to deal with this sure especially when i got my license and like i would get into a fight and i could like just leave the house like i could be like well i'm running away to my other parents house <laughs> Established- <laughs> establishing yeah, some good patterns there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when we talk, I think, Jordan, you asked, like, why was it so different and how do I acclimate to the two homes? I, again, like I said, the parenting styles in both homes were very, very different. Like, Jennifer ran a very tight ship, and my mom was sort of like the fun house. Like, my mom was a, a big partier and had a lot of friends. And so when I got to the age, she always wanted me to throw the parties at her house, and that would never fly um in the in the gen zone so i like sort of got to split personalities and like live these very separate lives like all within a 10 mile radius of one another and i'm realizing like now in adulthood that that has created some challenges for me as i'm like creating a solid adult life for myself where i'm not jumping between a whole bunch of things or a whole bunch of different friend groups even and even sort of like that pattern was established when I went to college, right? Because you go to college and you're with these people for a semester and then you get to go home and you're somebody else. And I think I've always lived in this very sort of split mentality where I get to be one person at one time and another person at a different time. And now I'm sort of like faced in my adulthood being like, oh no, you can't, like you have to figure out who you are and like actually 
grow your seeds and like you can't just keep running away from different things or putting on these different identities so that must be hard though because if that's kind of how you grew up and like acclimated to those patterns breaking them like that's a challenge right you've been doing it since you were a little kid and i bet it sometimes your parents even encouraged the behaviors of like yeah, like we like being this kind of parent. Sure. And we like that the sure, other sure. one isn't that kind of parent. You know what I mean? Was there ever like that kind of um friction? Yeah, friction, that conflict surrounding uh Or did and did you know about it? Yeah. Like friction between parenting styles or even, I don't know, grandparents. There become a lot of different homes potentially in these situations that you bounce between. Yeah, totally. Well, and just to add sort of more complexity to that, like my mom is one of, I think, six or seven kids. And of those six or seven kids, she had like all of her siblings almost have different fathers. So like there there were a lot of grandparents. There are a lot of cousins. There's like we would go to Baltimore and I would like meet somebody new at every holiday. And so it was also very strange because the tradition is like family is everything, right? Like blood really is thicker than water. But in my experience, I was always sort of just meeting new cousins or like meeting new people that were like coming in and out of the house. And so I didn't really have like that close tight, like this is my core family um, because I was always like, okay, now I'm going to mom's family. Now I'm going to dad's family. Now we're going to North Carolina. Now we're going to Baltimore. Um, and, mm-hmm. and there was no real cohesion or through line for all of them. I will say my parents, especially when I was young, did a really good job at being a healthy divorced couple um they never sort of i know and that's one of the benefits i think of me not having to deal with the divorce you know in my teenage years or my adult years like they they split they figured out their relationship and they always kept it very cordial and very friendly and like professional right um to protect me which i really appreciated um i think that's massive yeah huge so so like shout out to them i think now as i've gotten older i like can see where the um maybe tension they hid the tension cracks were because it's that's hard that's hard to attempt to keep that from the kid i mean that's really difficult so yeah and i think i you know in some conversations with my parents they're like thank god you're an adult now because i can like stop pretending And I'm like, good, Mm. like, I want that for you. Like, you really Mm -hmm. should stop pretending because you did a good job at hiding it for a long time from me. I think the the one really interesting point of tension was sort of the shift in like what a child needs from a parent. So like my mom loved to be the fun party kid, like mom. So as I was growing up, like I, I craved that because I like wanted the freedom. I had sort of structure, I was in the house. And then when I graduated, high school and I was going to college and I really needed a parent like I really needed somebody not to just like let me throw the party but I needed somebody to help me move into the dorm like as I was preparing for my first trip abroad like giving me all of these answers to things that like you need a parent for um she had never played that role and so I think that there was a like oh how am I supposed to raise my kid in this way when like he has the freedom that I used to supply him like he doesn't need my freedom Mm -hmm. anymore because he just has his freedom so my relationship with my mom we've really had to like figure it out over the past couple of years like what 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 do we give each other uh because what we used to give each other doesn't exist in the same way anymore Mm. that's really interesting did you yeah did you ever feel did you ever feel pressured going between having such drastic differences between the homes that you were going between? Was there ever this pressure that you felt of like having to please the house that you were going to like becoming any type of, I mean, I know, cause I know friends that had this growing up. I had friends with um, these types of situations and there was sometimes become this idea of like, I need to be a different person or I need to make sure I fill this void at this house that I don't necessarily do so at another house. So then there becomes this pressure on you bouncing between to be like, oh, I need to be this for my mom and my stepdad. I need to be this for my dad and my well, stepmom. Even, even having a little brother at one house sure. and then being the only child for most of the year at the other house. Yeah, sure. That's very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it like being a like being a brother in that way 
I I felt like I got to like escape that role too. And so I like in hindsight, I look at it all very differently now. And I I'm trying to change how I interact with my family and like how I show up because and to your point, Jordan, I think what the biggest experience was is that there were so many rules at Jennifer's home. Like I couldn't drink milk past 9.30. I like, the bed had to be made every morning. You like had to do like, the way that we split laundry was very specific. Like we weren't allowed to cook in the kitchen without Jen's approval. If she was watching a TV, we like had to not crinkle the bag, you know? So there were so, or if you took the trash out, it had to be tied the right way. There were so many rules in that house that like literally leaving, like and going to my mom's, I was like, <sighs> like, <Vacay>. yeah, <laughs> literally every week. Um, and then like coming back into, okay, here are the rules. And so that was, I guess not hard. Like, it's not hard to like, I'm glad, like, I'm glad that I had a break. I'm glad that I got to like, <laughs> whew, but I gotta say, I, get out of that one. I gotta say, I think, you know, even thinking about like my parents who mm-hmm. like living in the same house, right? Like, parents play such a different role no matter if you have one two totally. four 100%. you know it's like I certainly know that my mom will react to things differently than my totally. dad depending on what it is right and so sometimes you go to one versus the other for advice or you sure. you tell one about something that you maybe are going to wait a little bit longer to tell the other one about based on how their reaction will be yeah like that is I, I mean I've certainly my parents are not always on the same page. They're very different people. Mm -hmm. So in their reactions, like you can kind of gauge how maybe one might be easier than the other at times. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it becomes difficult when you, I can imagine being the parents because then sometimes you have kids that are intelligent enough to pit the parents against each other <laughs> that's when stuff really starts hitting the fan is when yeah when a when the kid when the can kid control that manipulating uh-huh then all the of a sudden it's like the power yeah and boy does that start some kick the tires and light the fires would you say that's like maybe the hardest thing that your family has had to deal with like in terms of like navigating their like well, you, you have struggled with navigating your role within your family. Do you think that your other family members have maybe also struggled with navigating their roles, raising you? Mm. I think so. I also think I am a very independent person and I left, I'm like one of the first people to sort of leave home. And so I think the biggest learning lesson for us has really come in the past three years of like, okay, I went to college. Now I live in New York. And how do you parent somebody who is not around? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. and we we all deal with that. And I think it's true for a lot of people, especially in our generation, that sometimes like we're the first people to like not live down the street, like totally sure. You know, like my grandma lives next door to um, Jennifer and dad and like, our aunts live 30 minutes away. And so this is, I think, learning what a healthy and successful parent-child relationship when your kid lives in a different state, that's been a big thing for us. But also I will say they're used to not having me around for periods of time, right? Like my parents did grow up where I wasn't in one house for a weekend and then I wasn't in the other house for the other weekend. So we always sort of like got a reprieve. And I that's also been like, an interesting experience. I don't know anything other than that, right? So I don't know what to compare it to, but I have to imagine that that is hard for them as well. And I think for my mom, right? My mom didn't have major custody over me. So in the times where we were together, she didn't want to put rules on me. She wanted to be the fun mom because Mm -hmm. she had one day a week with me. And so like navigating how, how to parent from a distance, I'm sure isn't easy. Yeah, and, like, a, lo- a lot of people have the, like, you know, you, you leave for college, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the first time where your child leaves and then you ha- shit hits the fan. And as a parent, you have to figure out your emotions and how you're going to deal with this. Sure. Whereas, like, they got a little bit of an intro to that, right? It wasn't yeah. maybe as intense as, like, well, you're going off to live in a different state. 
but they they had a little like introduction to what that might be like agreed yeah now i i want to get into mm-hmm. our come to jesus moment uh the now this is the moment where maybe you realized your family wasn't perfect or that they weren't you know that your parents are human uh <laughs> yeah. and, and i want i want to talk about that so can you walk us through that a little bit yeah for sure um well i think obviously i've always known two parents and two step parents. So in that regard, my family's never been perfect from like my earliest memory. Um, I think though, like particularly, it's sort of like a, a fish doesn't know he's in water, right? So that that wasn't a come to Jesus moment. That was just- I love a, that. <laughs> I, let's circle back to that real quick. It's a fish doesn't know he's in water. He's in I water. love that. Um, so like, I didn't know any different, right? Like I have, I'm lucky I have four parents. I think the, the circling back to- uh, we are an aggressive household, especially sort of the Saunders house explicitly. Uh, my dad, my stepmom, and my little brother. Jennifer runs a tight ship. We're we all could very say, emo- we could say direct. Direct, very direct. Like if there is conflict, we do not like find an easy way to to get to it. We barrel right through it. We say what is on our mind, even if it is not in the nicest way, or even if it gets wow. a little aggressive. And I so- love that. I love we, that. Not not brushing anything under the rug. We are no. getting after it. We're not like, hiding we're gonna, by it. We're gonna we're gonna yell it out, and then in thirty minutes we're gonna come downstairs. We're gonna say we're sorry, and we're gonna move on. And like that is sort of how I've yeah. grown to like deal with conflict. And I remember there was one night we were at the kitchen table, and who knows what we were fighting about. But I remember things got pretty heated, and all of a sudden, like pizza just goes flying my dad got so (laughs) angry that like a slice of pizza just hit the bathroom door he storms downstairs we're like sitting in silence because you always know there's always this fine line of like if you're the one who says the thing that like takes it to the next level like you're get out of the house like you're done like (laughs) see ya so I'm like, Foul. <laughs> like squeezing tense. Uh, my dad slams the door into the basement. Jennifer calmly stands up, opens the door, goes, I know you're going to clean that up, right? And shuts it. <laughs> and Absolutely that's I like, incredible. <laughs> yeah. That, that's when I was like, maybe, maybe we're not so perfect. That's a beautiful story. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Good for her. You Good know- for her to be like. Yeah, you can throw whatever fit you want, but the minute you deface our property, you will clean that shit up. We can argue about it afterwards, but clean that shit up. I love the, like, the, the fact that it is taken to the highest level and then, all right, you may leave the room and now it is over. I love that. I love that. There was also... I, 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 the very specifically like Jen and I, when we would, and she always, I would always, I'm in a pretty emotional person. And so I would always be like, stop screaming at me. And she was like, I'll show you screaming. If you want to see screaming, she was like, I'm not screaming. And I'd be like, but you are. And I'd like run upstairs. And then 30 minutes later, I'd like cry it out. And I'd like come downstairs and I'd be like, Jen, I'm so sorry. And she'd be like, I'm sorry too. And we just move on from it. That's good. That's hard. That's really that's <laughs> really do. difficult. It's hard to, to do. admit that you were wrong, and it's yeah. hard to admit that anyone made a mistake. Yeah, I think that I can relate to that a little bit more. Like my family can also be rather direct in terms of if there is an issue among the four of us, we're not avoiding it. Mm. It's going to come out pretty quickly. It might yeah. not be right in that moment, but you give us twenty four hours, and uh, hey, oh, we'll get into it. Kick the tires and light the fires. Is your family right. like that? Um, I mean, I think it may be more in recent years, but we, it would have to, it has to get to a boiling point, right? Because like we're Midwestern, we're not necessarily, you're brushing sure. it under the rug you're until not the gonna, rug is, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not really arguing about it in the moment. Like you're letting that tension build and the beauty is you are building that resentment. So then once it gets to a point, then it's like, then it's go time. Then it's like serious, but you carry it for a a minute. It's not something that's why I'm like, it's difficult to even grasp like Billy, you being able to come downstairs and immediately you and Jen be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was wrong. Well, I was a little bit wrong too. All right, here we go. 
because with us it's like if there's a if there's a situation if we're gonna hash it out if we're gonna like oof all right it's a destructive moment it is destructive yeah Yeah. if i'm gonna get invested in an argument woof Woof. Oh. <laughs> we know how to project oh yeah Let's i mean well that. and like billy said we know i know how to be dramatic so we know how to like w- i can give a kick-ass soliloquy oh yeah monologue. i can get up about there everyone else in this be, room and be like all right fine you want it roll up the sleeves <laughs> soliloquy coming in and then we just lay it out but then it sits there for like two or three days so sometimes if it happened like later when we would go home i don't know if you had this like if you went to back to the Bay from here, mm-hmm. from New York or Billy, like I would always hope that these things would potentially happen towards the end of the trip because I'm like, let's not start the trip with this because we're going to carry this for three or four days. <laughs> so let's Yeah, but, like... then, but then you're still building resentment till it gets to the last day and then yeah, you have but, the fight. Yeah, but you know how to like play nice. You know what I'm saying? It's I don't like... know how to play nice. <laughs> I will say the one caveat to this, the like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, is Jen will not accept an un- uh like earnest apology she will call you out she'll be like you're just apologizing so we can stop being angry at each other and i know you're not actually sorry so go back upstairs (laughs) and come down when you've actually (laughs) repented for what you just did and she'll like hardcore i remember (laughs) during when we were living at home in the beginning of the pandemic and billy and i would call each other almost every single day being like this is the fight that happened today like we like we both were oh on gosh. such schedule because so much so much was political so much was and happening. then so much was like oh my gosh, the social the political yeah. the environmental so it was all was, was like what are your covid policies versus my oh covid policies my gosh. and like oh my god i feel like we were our families were rather in sync in that way a thousand percent like you were my <laughs> reprieve you were like i'm not going crazy right like you're also dealing with this yeah we have similar um, experiences in dealing with conflict, though. Yeah. Like the being very direct, hashing it out, and then trying to move on. Yeah. Right. And being like, we're not communicating through this, right? So, like, what do we need to do so that we can get on the same page? Like, let me pull out my little uh, theater degree mm-hmm. about emotions and talk it through, which, by the way, no one in my immediate family sure. wants to hear about. Well, that's the thing I was going <laughs> to say, but then that gets you in trouble because that'll get me in trouble because we try to go into these arguments and be like, well, in my collegiate experience, what I learned in theater school, and you try to like take control of the situation and be like, well, if you just did this and you just did this, well, then we would all be so much better. And then it's like, ah, fuck off. You know? <laughs> like, I, uh, I was in a fight with Jen once and it got pretty heated. And she was like, you and your little theater degree. And I was like, <laughs> where is this coming from, Jen? We've been supportive all my life and now you're using it against me. I am appalled. You and your little theater degree, you piece of shit. Incredible. It was, Incredible. It was like, it was a fight as I, I was like sort of navigating living in New York for the first time and all of these like a thousand jobs and how I was going to pay for X, Y, and Z. And she was like, don't come to, you are an adult now. Like it, you wanted to go to theater school. So you went to theater school <laughs> and you're going to live with that. Oh my gosh. Indeed we do every day. Every single day. <laughs> and look at you like, now, grad school, like baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I oh love, I love that. Fa- I love when families pretend that like they don't really fight you know what i mean which sure. is kind of the whole point of this podcast for sure is that mm-hmm. like because every family does that oh my god and, but the best is so many people think that other families don't sure. so many are like well that you know they are perfect they've got it all yeah, figured yeah, yeah. out Did like, you see uh, their christmas card it was beautiful sure 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 they went on vacation again this year they went that's, to europe that's three <laughs> that's three vacations this year and you're like yeah sure Let's get a little inside peek on those vacations. Yeah, I'm sure they all went swimmingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our perfect, we've learned, our perfect vacation time as a family is no more than four days. Once we hit day three, we are done with one another, like, like, mutually. We're like, that was so nice. That was so lovely. It is time for us to go back to our own realities. Because if we hit day four and day five and we still are with one another, ugh, it gets messy. Leave them wanting more. We've learned but that hey, we don't do you've communicated that. 
you've communicated that and you figured it out. So Hell that's yeah. better than trying to force something that isn't good for anyone. Amen. Yeah. Oh my God. I love, uh, I love a family fight though. I, I, my, some of my greatest memories are, are at our, <laughs> are at like major holidays when we're with the extended family. Sure. Um, and a fight breaks out about something like, okay. and, and because, you know, if I'm thinking about my family of four, like I can pretty much predict how those are going to go. Yeah, We've yeah. had many over our lifetime, right? Well, and you all fit. You all fit a role. We all at fit that a role. Point. Absolutely. But you get some wild cards, right? When yeah. it's the extended family, because yeah. typically, if you're at a holiday, you're all, you know, how are you? It's great. Blah yeah, blah blah. Very congenial. But when, but when something goes wrong, oh my god, it can be, it can be so entertaining. Oh sure. Because it's usually not about anything that like it's the resentment thing right mm -hmm. of years of like well you always do this and yep. then it goes off and honestly i think there's a lot of humor in it yeah yeah there's a lot of humor in it yeah afterwards especially because you you break it down and you're like the hell were we arguing over for like sure the appetizer that you brought that that wasn't correct i remember one time uh at a holiday my aunt and my mom brought the same uh, appetizer because there was not enough communication about what everyone oh, was incredible. bringing. Oh, incredible. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it was like a whole thing. Sure. It became a whole thing. Sure. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh like, my gosh. over the brie. Oh, the brie yeah. cheese. God damn it, the brie! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. It's always, it is always about the food, right? Or it's like there's so many steps to the things that you're mm -hmm. making. Like, this has to be prepped before. This has to be prepped 15 minutes. I need you to put this in this. Make sure it's in the refrigerator. And there's that instant moment. I remember, like, when we would be leaving to things. It's like, grab it out of the fridge. And it's not in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this thing, whatever the fuck it was, has melted. And you're just like, oh, no. I have a, a moment. meltdown is coming. I have a moment to decide. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love and that. And the fear that like you have to communicate it to the person who's going to blow up. You're like, I didn't make this thing melt, but now I'm going to be the one solely responsible for the fact that we're late, that we don't have But then they the... go, then they go, but you didn't help. It. <laughs> Which I, to to us and our family were like, because if we helped, you would have said we did it wrong and we would have gotten yelled at for that as well. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. Oh my gosh, a lose-lose if you will. <laughs> I, I love it. You know, I, I'm always down to talk about a family oh, fight. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's not like, I think, too, and I'm sure, you know, we're obviously not in that stage of life yet. I'm sure it's different as a parent. But, like, these memories aren't, like, bad at this point. No. Like, they're, uh, these they're, things aren't. They're nostalgia, right? Absolutely. Thinking about, like, exactly grabbing the gifts or, like, there's a gift that's not wrapped and it's like, did you wrap such and such as gift? We have to get it in the car right now. And it's not wrapped, nor is there paper anywhere. And there, and there's that instant moment of like, nah! <laughs> That's why family sitcoms work so well. Because yes. they're always a, kind of about nothing. But yes. everyone's like, that's relatable. hundred percent. Right? Like the tiniest of issues. I always think about um, taking the Christmas card photo. Okay. Because that is always a nightmare in, yeah. my, in my house. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I don't think we've never like taken a photo where we're like, all right, this is the Christmas photo. Gather around. It's usually like, all right, if we're sending out a Christmas card, pick the best picture from of the year. Yeah, for sure. No, it never goes you schedule well. them. We it's always at Thanksgiving, right? Okay. It would always be Thanksgiving to prep for the Christmas. And and no matter what, either myself or my brother would be in a horrible mood, mm. horrible mood does not not feeling great about themselves. The photo has to happen anyway. And my mother needs about five different locations around our house to take this photo in. Okay. Okay. So uh, we this, want options. So we're coming in with the stakes are high that Ryan and I want to appear good looking to all the people <laughs> that my mom is sending this to from all walks of life. Oh right? my gosh. Um, and it, and someone's always upset. It never Shoot. goes well, but I would like to shout out, um, that computers and apps now have photo editing built in that Hell we yeah. can slightly alter the photo to face make it one that those, we baby. We'll face tune, we'll whiten those teeth, whatever you need. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always it's always like a a point of contention, and yet mm. it has to be done every year. Similarly mm. to holidays, similarly to making the food and wrapping the presents, you, you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Even if <laughs> it's so true, Billy. What do you have that you do that's like? 
you know is going to be a thing like annually or maybe not even annually, but it, like every time you go home or I don't know. We actually are not very, tra- like we don't have a lot of traditions. Like we don't do the Christmas card. Also because I have divorced parents, I used to split holidays, right? So like I would do Christmas with my mom one year. And then I would, if I did Christmas, that meant that I had Thanksgiving with my dad and then it would flip flop the next year. Once Nick was born and sort of Christmas mornings became a little bit more special, Christmas sort of became my dad's holiday. But I think I avoided some of the contention that you are talking about in the annual traditions (laughs) simply by like, oh, I have to go to the other house. Bye. (laughs) But whose fault do we think that is? Do we think that is like society being like traditions are beautiful and traditions are great? Because oftentimes traditions can mess everything up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's this idea that, like, yeah, we want the happy Hallmark Well, they start when you're a cute little baby. They start when you're a cute little kid, a lot of the traditions, and, like, including the Christmas card. Everyone loves to get a Christmas card of a cute little baby, Mm -hmm. but do you want one of some mid-20s kids? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think think it's different. Like, you still do a Christmas card. We haven't done one in, like, years. Well, we had the famous COVID Christmas card. Oh, right, of course. Duh, you still Mm. do a Christmas card. We have like stopped that our traditions have also changed because to your point now it's like we're older now there's grandkids so there's like families they're cute they want the kids no no for sure but like those families have their own traditions that then you bring and your family's getting bigger so like ours have changed a lot i can't even imagine like when i'm at the stage in life where i will have to split holidays with someone else's family that is going to be Mark my words, okay. a nightmare. Mark it right now. <laughs> well, and I'm going to have to split with another, like, split, my own, plus, you know. Oh, my gosh. My you better not. Yes. You better not pick a partner that has divorced parents. <laughs> We've got, because... like, four homes to go to in a week, and all four of them live in different states. <laughs> no, but that's Mary, our, our first, or no, second oh. guest that we ever had on Mm -hmm. her parents are divorced and then her husband's parents are also divorced and so every holiday they have to hop around four different places yeah woof exhausting especially in different states that's wild because my sister and brother-in-law have to do that for holidays but at least it's like it's all in ohio now granted they have to make a full schedule like when they go home for a week it is like every single day is mapped out because it's like they're spending this day with these people, this day with these people. Sometimes you have to break the days apart and it's like, okay, we have breakfast and lunch here. Then we switch locations 100%. for dinner here. It is a full spreadsheet. Itinerary. I love I that. I can't. Oh yeah. Imagining all of a sudden like, Oh shoot. Now but then there's <laughs> like, the emotions. There's the emotions of like, don't you want to spend the most important day with y- us oh, or yeah. with the other people? Oh yeah, for sure. And you just really, what you're hoping for, really what you're hoping for is that some family goes, you know what? Honestly, it's crazy enough. Let's just do whatever holiday you celebrate. Right. In our house, it's Christmas uh, for my sister and brother-in-law. It's Christmas as well. So it's like, let's do Christmas on the 21st or let's do Christmas on the 27th because there's too much chaos because then that clears the road for like, okay, great. Yeah. That's assuming that there's a chill person involved. No, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is what you're, you are hoping and praying to be like, Okay, cool. So that means Christmas is set, and then the other situation is on a separate day. And also, a chill person who is being honest. Because I will say this: like, my mom is very chill, but also very passive. And like, like where Jennifer's very direct, and we'll be like, "No, uh, we have this family thing. You're coming home for it, whether you like it or not." And you just sort of fall in line because that's what you do as Jennifer's kid. And then my mom is like, you know up to you and you're like no no but i i need you to tell me where to be otherwise like i'm just going to fall like because i i'm used to falling in line so i i i know there's the ambiguity and the freedom over here but i need you to be a little bit more direct about where exactly you want me sure because i know that you will harbor resentment if i don't make the right decision we love resentment oh yeah oh poof. hell yeah we do oh hell oh, yeah God. We do. i'm just gonna keep putting this off until you know i have to confront dealing with this mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh boy i love that and then uh then i'll start a new podcast about how to deal with it how to deal with oh how to deal with holidays holidays Woof. <laughs> Woof. that time you know, could be coming you can do a holiday special 
I see it oh, in your life. A holiday special. I love that, actually. Oh, my gosh. That would be incredible. <laughs> I want you, like, like as you're a news telecaster and you're, like, live from whichever location you're in. What's that movie with Reese Witherspoon? Um, the four, Is it Four Christmases? Absolutely. It's Four oh, Christmases. Oh, that one is so I'm, good. I love that movie. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. At his best, you yep. might say. And Reese. Oh, my gosh. K-Chen. Is it, that cast is John Favreau. That cast is loaded. Oh. oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There's too many things to think about with that movie. But, yes, it's incredible. Well, Billy, I mean, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up because we do have a time limit here. Mm. But um, <laughs> It's always my favorite when you pull the veil back of, like, there's a time limit here. There's a time limit. We're strict. Our hot producer, Spencer, he's a... Uh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> uh, but, but, Billy, we do have to vote on if your family is perfect or not. All and right. uh, Jordan, yeah. based on what we know, what are you going to say? I'm going to say no. No, your family is not perfect, Billy. Congratulations. You've joined the club. I'm honored. Of every other guest on this podcast. Yes. As well as the hosts. That's right. No, my family's perfect. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Kidding. Um, well, Billy, we always close with an inspirational quote about, you guessed it, family. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hit me. Home is where you are loved the most and act the worst. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Act the freest. I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. 100%. You just get to let it hang out at home. That sounds like one of those slogans that are on those, like, live, laugh, love signs. 100%. That one definitely would is something you would find in general. Well, this actually is from an image on Google of what seems like a little perfect family on a random website um, Mm. with this quote over them. So that is where I get all of our hard-hitting quotes. Love. The internet. Absolutely. Now, Billy, is there anywhere you would like guests to find you? Um, Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram (laughs) at Jr. Um. So, yeah, go for it if you'd like. <laughs> That's it. It's very compelling. I, I'm not selling anything. I'm not creating anything there. But there's a bunch of gay shit happening and dancing and uh, a little bits of New York life. So if well, that's what you're looking for. Frankly, we love gay shit on this podcast. <laughs> we love we thank, love the entertainment value. Thank you so much for, for being a loyal cousin and for coming on. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Ugh. All right, cousins. Uh, well, that's a wrap here. Sure is. Billy. As always, make sure you're subscribed and those notifications are turned on. And mm-hmm. leave us a review if you, I mean, if you're feeling like it. Mm. And uh, we'll catch you here next week. That's right. On Well, well My Family's, family's perfect. perfect. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>